Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. I'm on the road. I'm at uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con this weekend. It starts today, Thursday, and I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I wish I had my table number to give you. I don't. So check me out on social media at John Word Balloon and at uh, you know Facebook under my name, John Suntress and the Word Balloon Network. And I will post uh, my table if you're uh, heading to the con. I have copies of No Plan B, The Art of Michael Avon Oming, a book that I co-wrote with Mike. And uh, it's a beautiful showcase of Mike's wonderful work. Great sketches, great uh, layouts and, and covers and interiors. Uh, just a wonderful celebration of the beautiful art of Mike Oming. And it's out from Dark Horse. And I'm very proud to have been part of that project. And I will be signing a limited amount of copies that I've brought to uh, Salt Lake City. They're heavy. They're big books, but uh, I'm glad to have them. Today, um, I'm really excited about uh, both of my guests. Uh, they're two separate podcasts. Uh, you're listening to Greg Pak, of course, because you know you downloaded it. I love the people that are new to podcasting that come from radio and uh, reflexively, after talking to somebody for five or ten minutes, we're talking to Greg Pak. Yeah, we know. I, I downloaded the conversation. Thank you. But uh, this is uh, a great opportunity to talk to Greg. Planet Hulk, it's uh, back in print. There's a great omnibus that's available from Marvel. In addition to that, a prose version of Planet Hulk coming out that Greg has written that has great art from the original series, but it's uh, a novel. It's I wouldn't call it a novelization because uh, Greg expands the story in great ways. We get different points of view of the event uh, from you know the various characters at times. But it is a great thing. Stuart Moore, the wonderful Marvel writer and editor, has been uh, in charge of these Marvel prose books for a while now, a couple of years. And they're fantastic. They're excellent. And I'm always uh, a big sucker in a good way to get the Marvel or DC novels. And uh, I really I should I should have more of these people that write these great books on because uh, I think they're wonderful expansions of the universes and um, they're more thoughtful. I mean, you know, comic books are. 22 to 20 pages. It's tough to get everything down. Brevity is the name of the game. Let the art speak for itself. But this gives the writers a chance to really expand the stories. And uh, I'm a huge fan. I'm also a huge fan of uh, Greg's current series for Boom, Mech Cadet U, a book that he is uh, doing with Pac with Tak Miyazawa again. And uh, they did some wonderful work back in the day with Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane and uh, for Jonathan Coulter's Colton's excellent uh, collaboration with Greg, uh, Code Monkey Save World, that uh, featured all the uh, short stories that were uh, based on Jonathan's great songs. And these guys are fantastic together. And it's it's really a great series. And you'll hear me gush about it with Greg in this conversation on Word Balloon. Word Balloon, of course, is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you, League, for your support. Uh, I am here in Salt Lake City uh, through the uh, graces of you. And I appreciate that. And uh, we'll be as well in New York at New York Comic Con in two weeks. Thank you very much. Uh, Word Balloon is free. It'll always be free. But if you like the podcast and you feel you can uh, help out uh, and con contribute uh, through subscription to Word Balloon, I'd really appreciate it. Is Word Balloon worth the price of a uh, comic book uh, a month? I hope so. I, I think uh, September's been an incredible month where I've had some uh, amazing guests and a great volume of uh, people that really needed to get on as soon as possible, and I'm happy to accommodate. Uh, so it's uh, great to share these great conversations with you. The insight from the creators, whether it's uh, the creative process 
or just their fun, uh, you know, points of view on uh, geek culture kind of topics. So uh, go to wordballoon.com, click on the Patreon ad. That'll take you to my Patreon page, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash wordballoon. Wordballoon is also brought to you by our great sponsor, InStock Trades, at instocktrades.com. And there are some tremendous books that are available now at instocktrades.com. Who can forget the great run of the Legion of Superheroes by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning and uh, Olivier Coppel, Coppel, I want to say his name properly because he he taught me how to say it. But uh, 224 pages of their fantastic run. It collects Legionnaires 78 through 81, Legion of Superheroes 122 through 125, and The Secret Files number two of Legion of Superheroes. This was really, really great stuff, man. Uh, Such a great collection. And uh, it's 50% off. It's just $12.49. You can get the Daredevil Epic Collection, Heart of Darkness. This is Ann Nascenti. Who thought that anyone could follow Frank Miller back in the day on Daredevil? Well, Ann Nascenti proved she could. And uh, it was a tremendous run. Uh, Who was her artist back then? Was it John Romita? Was it Johnny Jr.? Of course it was. Uh, But also, uh, let's see... uh, it looks like Mark Bagley's in this collection as well, and uh, s- several others. It looks like Peter David maybe wrote, wrote a little bit of this as well. But uh, it's a great collection, and it covers Daredevil 271 to 82 and the f- annuals 5 and 6, Material from Punisher, annual number 3, Incredible Hulk, annual number 16, and Silver Surfer, annual number 3. Really neat stories, 488 pages, 50% off, $19.99. You can get Thor, The Trial of Thor, Alan Davis, and, uh, man, Tonchi, uh, Tonchi Zon, uh, yeah, Zonjic, who's a wonderful artist. Oh, my God, I love that guy's stuff. But this collects uh, Thor, Truth of History, Wolves of the North, The Trial of Thor, and The Rage of Thor, uh, the 2009 Thor Annual, Thor, Heaven and Earth, 1 through 4, and material from Dark Reign, The Cabal. This is 288 pages of Thor goodness, 50% off, $14.00. And ninety nine cents. Uh, just so, oh, and of course here because uh, we're talking about uh, Greg Pak today, and uh, why not also include the uh, Planet Hulk omnibus that we talk about, which is six hundred and fifty six pages. This collects Fantastic Four five thirty three through five thirty five, Incredible Hulk eighty eight through one hundred five, Giant Size Hulk number one, What If Planet Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk Gladiator Guidebook, and new material from. New Avengers Illuminati number one and Amazing Fantasy 2004 15. I mentioned this, I think, last week. Isn't that ironic numbering? Because, of course, Spider Man back in 1962 had debuted in Amazing Fantasy 15. So, 62 or 61. You, you guys can check me on that. 42% off, $58 at instocktrades.com. Check out all the great books, great prices. Your favorite writers and authors are writers and authors, writers, writers and artists are waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. Can you hear a little congestion? I got a little sinus infection going on, but I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, I'm in the hotel room. That's why the sound sounds a little funky on the intro and outro. But uh, don't worry. Very clear, crystal clear conversation with Greg Pak coming your way now on Word Balloon. He's back. It's Greg Pak, and I'm so excited because... Uh, He's got a lot of shit going on, and it's all fantastic. Welcome back, Shane. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Always, a, always a pleasure. And uh, and yes, I do have a lot of stuff going on, and it's uh, I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it. Truly, and I and honestly, 
um, I want to start with the Boom Book. Yeah. Met Cadet U because it looks amazing, and of course it does. It's uh, it's your old buddy, and it's uh, Takahashi. Am I saying his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tak Miyazawa. Uh, Tak Miyazawa, thank you. Takeshi Miyazawa, yeah. Takeshi, thank you. Yes, Takeshi Miyazawa, who, of course, Spider-Man loves Mary Jane, the Jonathan Colton stuff you guys together, Code Monkey Save World. Um, yep. he's am, done, I missing, am I missing something? Yeah, well, he did. He was the swing artist on Runaways and also Ms. Marvel. So he's uh, he's he's you know done a lot. I mean, he's great. He's fantastic. And um, and we're yeah, we're we're collaborating again together on a creator own book for Boom called Mech Cadet U. About Outstanding. A kid, it's, kid and a giant robot. Yes, sir. And and very you know again being being as old as I am, although I, I remember catching it mostly in reruns. You know, my thoughts immediately turned to Johnny Sacco. Uh, oh yeah! I mean, it's a pretty obvious kind of classic uh, genre by now, and you know, big guy and rusty, and and you know, a million other more modern examples. Oh yeah, yeah. but but it, especially the beginning, and now I'm forgetting the name of uh, the older. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Skip, Skip Tanaka, Skip Tanaka, go on. Yeah, so I mean, okay, so it's set in a world where every few years, um, giant robots, mysterious giant robots from outer space, descend upon the Arizona desert, and they bond with whatever kids they happen to find there. Um, I mean, they and they, they, you know, they they kind of pick kids. They sort of pick the worthy kids. Um, and Skip Tanaka was the first of these kids. You know, like sixty years ago, this this uh, this Boy Scout was out in the you know camping out in the uh, in the desert, and um, and he bonded with the first of these giant robots. Um, and since then, the government has set up a, a military academy in the desert to train cadets uh, to bond with these robots, so that you know, so these robots can be incorporated into the, you know, the military complex here. And um, and and the world has been threatened by these alien uh, monsters called the Sharg. And so these cadets in their giant robots have become the uh, kind of the frontline defense against the shark, the threat of the Sharg. So uh, so that, that's kind of the setup for the whole story um our hero uh is not one of these cadets he's a uh, he's the son of the janitor at the school you know so he's this underdog kid who basically cleans up after all the other kids and um and he you know he kind of longs to be part of this whole thing but he's not um and uh you know the there's a there's a snotty older kid a cadet the daughter of the general who's uh you know who's who's you know basically you know Giving him a hard time because he's the janitor, you know. So and she's the alpha female, if you will. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, through a series of you know interesting events, he ends up bonding with uh, with uh, with one of these robots, um, and uh, and he becomes a cadet himself. So it's the story of this underdog kid and his underdog robot trying to make their way in this um, elite academy and and also prepare for this. Uh, this big world, you know, this this uh, this big threat to the world is the shard return. It's great, man. It's uh, it's very Top Gun in its kind of <laughs> cadet way. And, oh, and that's then, funny. You know, Top Gun meets Iron Giant in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I had not I had not made that connection. That's a great. Uh, that, that's a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. It's got. There's yeah. a pull quote from me. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I'd been going with Harry Potter, but Top Gun actually is uh, – that's a pretty good one. Because, I, I, you know, I, I, I originally pitched it to Boom as, you know, Harry Potter meets Pacific Rim. Um, sure. And they immediately got what I was going for. But we haven't, <laughs> so we, we, haven't, we haven't said that out loud a lot because when you say Harry Potter, it, uh, like 
people think it's about magic. But when I say Harry Potter meets Pacific Rim, I mean that sort of that school, right? The school, you know, the, the school thing, the school, sure. the academy aspect of Harry Potter. Absolutely. Well, that's um, the thing. And I mean, honestly, um, you know, given the backdrop too. Yeah, I'm thinking test pilots and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the the Top Gun meets uh, Iron Giant is pretty awesome. That's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> well, I, I may try that out. I may I may borrow that from yeah, you. To, a, my heart blush. <laughs> absolutely, my pleasure. Absolutely, <laughs> too funny. But uh, dude, Tox storytelling is so clear. Oh yeah, oh, and no, and, and honestly, and and you know, I know that obviously too. Tox is Japanese, and you're Korean. I, uh, I, I, you know, manga always hurts my brain to go the other direction. I honestly, dude, I don't know why, because everyone else can do it. And it's kind of like, you know, uh, God, I don't even know, like, you know, stringing a yo-yo or whatever. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm uncoordinated. My brain is uncoordinated <laughs> that way. So it is so great. Um, and cause honestly, uh, giant robot stuff usually does make me like make my eyes roll in the back of my head and go, yeah, all right, that's cool. I mean, God bless everyone who loves it. Usually not my bag, <laughs> but seriously, everybody was raving about this. I saw the cover and immediately got excited and, um, and saw that it was you and talk again. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And so then I read it and it's like, oh, this, you know, I'm really pleased. And I, I am very enthusiastic about this because it's excellent. And it, it got a non-convert like me. That's reading awesome. it and, and truly both issues uh, that uh, I've been privy to. Well, they're both out, obviously. Actually, you yeah. just came out last Wednesday as we're yeah, recording yeah. this. And uh, no, it's fantastic, man. Is this an ongoing? Is it? What's the plan? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so initially. It's a, it was uh, approved as a four issue mini. Um, but, uh, you know, I always had more story. I, I've got a, I've got an initial outline for twelve issues. Um, cool. You know, and so you know, I had a way to do four issues and still have it be a, a tight story. But I mean, a, a story with a beginning, middle, and end. But I always, you know, I, I really wanted. I I just love working on this book. It's my favorite thing to work on, and um, I'm not supposed to say that, but it's true. It's my favorite. It's my my favorite of my children right now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you know, I, I'd love to write this book forever. And um, but it and it did. Um, it did well, and the the reviews were just through the roof. It's the best reviewed thing I've done in years. Uh, it's the best reviewed thing any of us have done in years, and um, and folks were, you know, I mean, there's fan art. I mean, I, I, I it's, it, you know, it's awesome. They're they're uh, the the response online has been tremendous. I, I've I, I had and from other creators and stuff. It's it's been. Really, really gratifying. Um, I think also it kind of just it hits the right time. I mean, it's a different. It's a. It's an entirely non-cynical story. You know what I mean? Yes. It's uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's you know the the kid is a plucky underdog hero who's you know he's got a he's he's a scrappy fighter with a, with a heart of gold and and uh, I just love the kid and he's he kind of he can't hide what he's thinking. He wears his heart on his sleeve and and um, he's a good kid and you know he's he's. Fighting hard and 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 um, and his and the antagonists are just really kind of fun, you know. The the you know the, the his snotty rival is is uh, is I, I think she's she's just a blast. Um, and well, this uh, is supposed to be her opportunity. It's so funny. I saw and and I'm guessing you might have as well. Um, YouTube's Red Channel. And they're making oh, yeah, yeah. that new Karate Kid, you know, twenty five oh, years later or right, thirty years right, later. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and the kid who plays Johnny in the press conference gave this very impassioned speech about like, you know, Johnny's not a bad guy, and don't forget he does shake Daniel's hand at the end, and says you're all right. So he's like, but really, from Johnny's standpoint of the story, he's like, this was going to be Johnny's year. 
It's oh, his, yeah, he's yeah. a senior and stuff, and he's you yeah. know, big man on campus. He's about to go off to college. One last you know victory lap with his best girl, you know, hottest girl in school, and everything. And then this, this Larusso kid comes and screws everything up for him. And I kind of feel like, and I know Stanford is your or Stanford is your. Uh, yeah, Stanford is the is the, the young hero. hero. Yeah, and and what's what's the girl's name? The rival, uh, Park. Yeah, Park. we haven't yeah. we haven't revealed her first name yet, but her last name oh. is Park. Okay, well there yeah. you go. Yeah, C- Cadet Park because General yeah, Park exactly. is her father. Um, yeah, I mean this is Cadet Park's year. I mean it's, yeah, exactly. it's all laid yeah. out for her. Her dad's the general. She's going to get a robot. Everything's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the top. Yeah, she's the she's the best student. She's got the most skills, and uh, and it all gets screwed up because of this jerk kid. Stanford. Yeah, this this little this this wide eyed innocent kid who comes in and screws everything up. But that's what I mean. Um, Complete clarity both in uh, Tox art and and your story, and that's great. It's and I and I think it is. I think it is the kind of optimistic, fun story that a lot of us are like. Yeah, did they make those anymore? <laughs> So I mean, I mean I for me it's just it's this story that's been in my head forever. I, I um years ago I made this movie Robot Stories and uh and it was an anthology movie with four different stories about about you know basically about families and couples struggling with the kind of things families and couples struggle with but in each story there was a there's a fun robot twist. And um and so for you know, for years, I just had a bunch of other robot story ideas in my head, and this is one of them that's kind of been rolling around for for basically since two thousand and one or so. Um, yeah, and uh, and and you know, and I, I it was never anything that I ever thought I could do on film because the budget for something like this would be just through the roof. But when I started working in comics, I you know I worked up some outlines and I started thinking about it, and eventually, after I got to know Talk, it was like this is the guy clearly you know who should draw this thing and we did a 10 page sort of uh, little pilot episode um story for an anthology an asian american comics anthology called shattered um and then that uh, eventually is what you know i i showed to boom and we got in to get the green light to do the series but um but yeah it's uh you know it's 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 um it's it's a story that I've been also hungry to do because for years I mean I've I've been writing comics for 13 years now and there's wow. very few few yeah I know it's nuts and there but there's very few things that I can um sort of share with with just anybody you know what I mean like with kids specifically I have so many kids like I go to a con there's a million kids who come to my table with their parents and all that and for a long time I didn't really have anything that was really appropriate for I mean yes for you know once kids are like 13 14 or whatever 12 you know 12 and up they can read pretty much you know I mean that's like PG-13 right they can read just about everything I've written Um, but you know for younger kids I you know I I can't give a younger kid Weapon X you know what right I mean? I can't, you know like that's that's a little too uh, you know that's that's too hardcore um, you know and and over the years I've done you know talk and I did a couple of children's books together yeah and, your Kickstarters uh, right yeah exactly so I've I've had that but um, but I've been hungry to do a comic you know that sure. that I can just give to anybody and and so this is a genuinely all ages book I think it you know it's totally I mean adults. Adore it, but I think it's also totally appropriate for kids. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and uh, and so that's very gratifying to have uh, finally done. You know, to have a book like that that I can uh, that that anybody can. You know, for for I, to have something for all different audiences is uh, is a kick in the pants. Well, and I'm glad that you know it found a home at Boom, and I'm sure they're letting you do your own thing with this. I mean, it's a fresh concept, and it's you know it's totally 
unencumbered by any existing universe. So you can just, you know, do it the way you guys want to do it. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, that's also, you know, I, I mean, I love working on uh, all of the work. I, I, you know, I love doing all the sure. work for higher stuff I do. I love playing in those big universes. Um, but it is very gratifying to, um, you know, to build your own world and, to, uh, you know, and, and to, 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 to be able to develop all those different aspects on your own and to have everything serve this one story. Um, it's, it's incredibly gratifying. Uh, the editors of Boom have been amazing. Um, and, and this is why I went with Boom uh, also because um, uh, Cameron Chitaku is one of the editors. He came up to me at a con when I was doing a signing. I think I was doing a signing for the Hero Initiative um, and he came up uh, at, at, at San Diego Comic Con. I think he came and found me there. And he said, hey, you know, I like your stuff. I love your stuff and I you know, was wondering if you might have anything. And I was like, you know what? And I, you know, I, I pitched him the thing and I later on I sent him the, 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 the 10-page story and all of that. He immediately got it. He loved it. And um, – and I, I just really wanted to work with him because he got it, you know. And he and Eric Harburn, who is the other editor, have been tremendous because they're helping me make the story. They, they're helping me tell the story I want to tell. Like they want to tell the story I want to tell. They're helping me tell it. They're helping me make it better. Like everything they do is about helping make it better, you know. And and it's just um, – it's been a tremendous experience. Like yeah, the fact that I'm – Can you give some examples? Yeah, um, there's okay. Yeah, here's a very specific example. In the second issue, there's a point where Stanford uh, finally arrives at the school. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, the new kid at the school, and Skip Tanaka is sort of doing the first class with the kids, where they start talking about um, the the you know the the robots and start training with the robots and everything. And um, and they said, uh, my you know like uh, Eric and Cameron were like. This is awesome, but um, it would be great if you know you, you kind of give a little bit more detail about how they actually work with or control the robots, you know, because it's it's it wasn't really clear. I mean, we know they're we they're called pilots. They're riding inside of the you know these cockpits inside the robots, but how are they actually interfacing with the robots or controlling them? Um, and it was just a great note because it's just one of those. It's a little thing that helps us understand that relationship. And and so and I you know I was just talking to them you know and I said oh yeah I kind of you know I always thought of it as like a uh, you know kind of like riding a horse. It's not they're not like in a because the robots are sentient. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's not like they're in a jet plane and they're just you know they're just working a bunch of controls. Instead, it's more like they're the controls are more like reins than they are steering wheels. You know, sure. so so they they're they're working with the with their robots rather than um, just just driving them um, and so you know we you know so I included a few lines where they you know where where uh, where skip talks about that and I, I think it helps a lot you know what I mean that's yes. one it's a, it's a small detail that um, helps us understand that the robots are their own people as well and that there's you know there's going to be growth with the you know the, the robots are going to have their own little character arcs as well as very the kids. cool excellent and of so, course is the alien uh, the outside alien threat that yeah. uh, the military has been using the robots to to potentially face. Yes, and yes. so that's obviously a dangling shoe. Yes, yes, <laughs> and there will be there will be. I, I I don't think I'm spoiling too much by saying you will see kids in robots fighting giant monsters. Excellent will, in space. He said, hopefully. I, I, I well, I'm not going to promise that just yet. I, eventually, <laughs> I'm sure, but uh, keep your eyes open. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, and then they uh, like some of the other stuff. Uh, they had like, oh yeah, there was another thing where 
Um, they just had a few suggestions on rearranging uh, certain scenes in certain issues, you know, and it's just it, it's small things of like, you know, maybe the, it'll be better if this goes before this and you end with this. And it was like, oh, yeah, that will be better. You know, I mean, like that kind of stuff is that's solid gold when you have people who care about the story as much as you who are thinking about it deeply and are coming up with stuff like that that makes total sense. Um, yeah, and, and that's that shows the real value of editors. I mean, that's that's why some of this creator owned stuff, I think, if you don't have an editor you can trust not just to spell check for you, but to really get involved in a in a story capacity that helps. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, and that's you know, and that that's that's exactly why I went with Boom because you know, Talk and I talk, believe it or not, this was a project Talk and I start, talked about doing as a Kickstarter way back when. Like I was, we were going to do this as a Kickstarter. We were possibly going to do this as a Kickstarter before Code Monkey Save World, oh, wow. and then I started to talk. Yeah, exactly, and then I started talking with Jonathan, and you know that and the whole the Code Monkey Save World thing all came together, um, and we did that instead. Um, but yeah, I mean that like that was a possibility that we could have done this as a Kickstarter. It would have been tough because it's hard to do a Kickstarter for a you know for an original comics project Absolutely. and actually and actually pay people and have that thing be. 80 pages or 100 pages. It's it's the the cost of if you're really going to pay people their rate, the costs get really high really quickly. Sure. And, um, and that doesn't mean it can't be done, but it's 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 a big ask. It's a it, it's it's not easy. Um, well, you got to hope but, that your your fans are not only going to just follow you because it's you, but also really like the concept. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they have to. I mean, I, you're going to get a certain like you know. I, I think I've. Without tooting my horn too much, I mean, I've got tremendous fans, and I mean, like folks yes. who have backed, who have, there's some folks who have backed every single one of the Kickstarters I've done. It's amazing, um, and and you know, so I I feel like there's a you know there's a there's a lot of goodwill there, and I really you know I, I love those love those folks to death, and yeah. um, and I know that some of them will come on board just about anything I do. But if you want to, you know, like the project has to be awesome, and you know, if you want to, and if you want to hit a, a high goal, you got to really. It's got to be special. I mean, and I think this is very special, Agreed. and I think it, I, I think it would have done well in Kickstarter, but it's better. I think it's a better book for being where it is with this specific group. You and, know? and hey, man, Wando, great job on colors. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> Actually, Wando did one of the uh, the cover. Yeah, the cover is that what you said? The, oh, I, uh, I thought he did. I thought he colored the book. Excuse oh, me. Oh no, it's Tri. Yeah, no, no. Triona Farrell is the colorist. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Wando did uh, some of the the uh, the variant covers, um, okay. which are also awesome. Uh, but yeah, Triona Farrell is the colorist. I worked with her on the uh, Big Trouble in Little China book, the Big Trouble oh, in Little China sure, New sure. York book. Um, she's great. And, uh, was that the crossover? And, was that the, the Big Trouble? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the Big Trouble Escape from New York crossover that we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, the trade paperback of that actually is just coming out. So, uh, oh, hey, that's you, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah so, so feel free. Keep an eye out, friends. Um, Absolutely. I'll, have, I'll probably have some at Baltimore and New York Comic Con, so come find oh, me there. Very good. Excellent. Um, and then Simon Boland is, is lettering. Simon's my, my go-to guy for all my creator-owned lettering. And Very I, cool. I love Look great. So, so it's uh, – no, it's a fun crew. I, I mean I love everybody who's working on it, and it's been just a tremendous amount of fun. So I hope folks will uh, will check it out. Indeed. And so, yeah, it's just two issues in. And so the mm-hmm. first story arc is the four issues? Yeah, and then we've got yeah, and and, and oh yeah, I I don't remember if I got this out. So it was it was approved as a four issue mini, but it did so well that they've uh, they have um, made it into an ongoing. Excellent. I, yeah, I did I, ask, and you said it was an ongoing, but that's great, I, man. Fantastic. 
Yeah. It, so it's you know, it's it's literally you know I mean this is this is one of my dreams, one of my dreams for years is to have is has been to have a creator owned ongoing and uh, and it's it's it seems to be coming together. Well, so uh, again, so, I'm a convert because this is not my kind of book normally, but it was excellent <laughs> and well, thank uh, you. absolutely, dude. So how's uh, how are things going with uh, Kingsway West? That well, we did the four issues on that, mm-hmm. and uh, we're kind of debating on on what next steps will be. Okay. Um, like that. I mean, I would I, similarly. I'd love to, you know, keep that going. Um, but that's a little. It's a little trickier just scheduling wise with that particular book. So okay. I, I need to talk to folks, and we'll, we'll we'll hopefully hopefully we have not seen the end of that. So knock on wood. Okay. And what else? Anything else going on on the either creator own front or some of these other things before we get into Marvel? Yeah. Well, I do have. Um, I've got a well. I've got a uh, the John, I'm writing the John Wick book for Dynamite. Hey, that's so, cool. Yeah, so wow. it's kind of a, a, a prequel story uh, that uh, should come. I think it's gonna. I think it just went to the printer. Um, we're a couple of weeks late, unfortunately, but it but it went to the printer, and I think it'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. Is it a one shot so, or is it in a story arc? What, what is it's it? a it's a four. Uh, yeah, it's a it five. Sorry, it's a five issue story. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll keep doing them. Who's your uh, artist? Uh, Giovanni Va- Vanetta, I think is I, I, I'm I'm terrible. I've forgotten how to pronounce his last name. Um, he's great. Uh, if you go, yeah, Val- Valletta. Sorry, Giovanni um, Valletta. Yeah, Giovanni Valletta. Um, so uh, you can Google his name and John Wick, and you will see a tremendous cover that he did. Uh, it's it's just gorgeous, and um, he's amazing. He's one of these guys. I mean, he's he's got a great ability to draw likenesses, um, but uh, not be stiff. You know what I mean? Like, I and that's that is a big challenge on a book like this because you want to. Uh, you know, I mean, it's important on a movie tie-in book to to, to nail those likenesses. Um, but sometimes folks who are really good at doing likenesses aren't necessarily good at, you know, making them feel alive in a and in, in work in a comic book context. But but Geo's got it, so uh, I'm looking forward to folks seeing it. I'm looking at the cover right now, and it's pretty goddamn amazing. And uh, <laughs> he's got he's got the likeness down, but it's a very dynamic cover. Yeah. Uh, and no, that's awesome. Well, you know, John Wick obviously has its own language as far as uh, movie, uh, you know, storytelling goes and stuff like that. So that must have been an interesting challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're uh, when we're in the thick of it, so we're you know we're 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 making these books even as we speak. So uh, I hope you guys will get a kick out of it when it comes out. I mean, it's um it it's a fun thing to dig into because you know what's out in public right now is just two movies you know what i mean right um but there's so much fun mythology uh and so much stuff that has not been defined and so much that's just kind of hinted at um you know i've, I've been lucky enough to be able to talk to the screenwriter and all that and uh I, I, you know it's a it's a it's a really cool world and uh we're being able to you know being able to contribute to it through this book is is a real kick in the pants what kind of vetting uh was there for this as far as the, well, the, 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 I imagine, is it the movie company? Is it uh, the specific producers? Who who do who do you send? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, it goes through. Well, Dynamite handles all that, but sure. yeah, it goes through. It, it all has to be approved. Um, so it goes through several different folks. I believe that in the end, Keanu himself uh, takes a peek at it. So uh, I, uh, I haven't gotten. I have not yet been able to. Uh, you know, I, I have not. I haven't not yet met the man or spoken <laughs> to the man himself. I hope that'll happen someday. That's hilarious. Uh, That'd be great. Uh, no, I, yeah, I love him. Uh, sure, I've always sure. uh, he's, uh, uh, <laughs> right man for the right role. 
It yeah, really, you like, know, I mean, it really fit. And honestly, you know, I we all love the straight to video world of a hitman, you know, on a man on a mission kind of thing and stuff. That's that's always great. But they really did hit a great, you know, alchemy with everything that went into John Wick, both movies. And it's a fun character, and I and and I'm, obviously Keanu has a big part of that as well. But just... oh yeah, I think I think he's absolutely key to the whole thing because you know, and I I I think I you know I think he's gotten I, I think he started to get the real recognition he deserves for that. But the role would simply not work with somebody who can't do what he does. Um, you know, like the what what makes what gives the movie so much dynamic power or the movies so much dynamic power is the way he he could just move through the frame and they don't have to cut you know what i mean <laughs> he's doing all this crazy stuff and he looks amazing you know i mean he's like you know like it, he's trained he knows what he's doing he knows how to move his body he's and and he's like a dancer you know yeah, what i mean yeah. um and that's that's something i mean that's solid gold man not anybody can do that in fact you know there's like five guys who can do that you know what i'm saying it's sure. it's it's an amazing amazing skill well, and, any, any? and combine that with his you know with his deadpan humor and everything else and it's just you know it's it's amazing you know he's he's got it i mean i don't i can't i i couldn't imagine this movie with anybody else you know he had that wilderness period though where it wasn't quite the right project or something you know i mean it, it I always remember what William Friedkin said, you know, a thousand things have to go right for a movie to be good. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I uh, you know, that's that's a lot. <laughs> you know, so something was missing <laughs> on a few of his most recent films. But, yeah, John Wick. And also he's just at that right age now, too, to do this role and everything. So, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was reading some interviews and it's like the, the movie was originally – the screenplay was originally – uh, designed for for an uh, even older guy, you know, um, and you know, I think Keanu just turned fifty something, uh, but you know, he doesn't look it. Uh, but he he, he does that look. Yeah, that's yeah, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, he's remarkably well preserved. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, I mean, he looks fantastic. But he does have gravitas now you know what i mean Agreed. like he's you know like you he he can you know he can he can inhabit a role like this you can feel like this guy's been around you know and has a history um so it's yeah no it's 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 the right role at the right time for the right actor you know that's cool man no i'm i'm psyched to see what you what you do with the character i think that's terrific cool thanks man Attaboy. very cool all right now on to marvel because um good timing i'm i'm glad that with ragnarok coming out the thor movie uh, everyone who knows comics knows that those gladiator scenes really can't come from Planet Hulk. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you one question, and I'm not asking this as your, your tax consultant or <laughs> your ex-wife that is checking over things and making sure I get my cut. But seriously, like, did I mean, are you, are you, did Marvel take care of you? I feel now I feel like I'm a mob boss. Hey, did they take care of you on this? Because clearly it is. Your work is all over this thing. Well, I've I've uh, I've signed documents that don't allow me to answer questions like this, unfortunately. Okay. Um. <laughs> if that's the case, then I'll accept that answer. We'll move on to the speed round. <laughs> it's like a game show. No, honestly, man. You know, well, because hey, and I'm just saying this a as a guy who likes you on a personal level, but also as a fan that we you know we hear the stories and. We hear the guys that, you know, like even poor, you know, Len Wayne, who just passed away, thankfully got a check. Not what he deserves in terms of creating Wolverine, uh, but he finally did get a check that he was like, all right, you know, he, he seemed all right. 
you know, at least on the record and everything that all right, you know, fine, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think the I think the companies are doing. I, I think they're aware of the need to do well. Okay. You know what I mean? And and they've. I, I mean, you, you know, you look at one of my heroes, Bill Mantlo. Um, yes, who, wrote, who you, you by know, the way. I mean, we're talking about the novel now, and you dedicate the 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 novel Planet Hulk to. to yeah, I did. I did. So exactly, go on, yeah. talk about Bill Mantlo. So Bill Mantlo um, is a Marvel writer. I. When I was a kid, my favorite Marvel comic was Micronauts, and Bill Mantlo yeah. was the first comics writer who I really, you know, who I really um, paid attention to as, you know, as a writer. It was like, oh my god, Bill Mantlo is writing the Micronauts because I, I, I just loved that series so much. Sure. And uh, uh, and uh, you know, and and then he wrote uh, just in, incredibly um, important uh, issues of the Hulk. Uh, yes. Uh, he wrote a lot of. I mean, he wrote the Hulk for years, and he wrote a bunch of the stuff that had a big influence on me when I started writing the Hulk. Um, he did a storyline called The Crossroads, where the Hulk is exiled to a bunch of different worlds, and it's like a, it's kind of like this epic series of uh, Twilight Zone episodes, almost, where the Hulk is sort of like going from world to world and looking for a place where he might belong. Were those the, uh, were those the black and white magazine stories, or were they in the? No, comics? no, that's a yeah, no, that's a different thing. All yeah, I know what you're talking about. But that yeah, no, that was a different thing altogether. No, the Crossroads ran. For from I think uh, issues what something like three oh one to three thirteen something like that okay um, okay uh, and um, you know and so there's there's certain parallels there I mean there's there's a similarity with some of that stuff to what we did with Planet Hulk where the Hulk is sent off to a different of world um, and also the huge events that happened right before the crossroads was basically Hulk versus the Marvel Universe the Hulk was sort of driven insane by nightmare and uh, went rampaging through New York. Um, and you know, and and I I definitely took a good long look at those issues before or while I was writing World War Hulk, um, and then and then Mantlo also wrote. I mean, and as part of the Crossroads storyline, these uh, there are a number of incredibly powerful scenes where we learn about Bruce Banner's childhood, and we learn that you know Bruce was abused as a child by his father, and his his mother was actually killed by his father. You know, and so yep. you get you. I, I mean, it's. Um, and you sort of understand where this repressed rage comes from uh, for this guy, uh, and and, I, and they're just incredible stories. And that had a big influence on me, particularly as I was writing uh, the story of um, of uh, of Scar. Uh, Scar is uh, is the Hulk's son. Yep. Uh, the Hulk as a barbarian, half bar- half alien barbarian son that he, that he never knew about, um, who was left behind on the planet, on this alien planet, and who eventually comes looking for his father. Um, but uh, you know that that whole abuse of uh, that history of abuse in the Hulk's in 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 Bruce's life, you know, resonates throughout that and affects that relationship. Um, and was a and so that was all just a really big deal to me and um so mantlo's work was so important to me for all those reasons uh i dedicated my run on the hulk to mantlo when i finished my first run on the hulk oh, i didn't realize um, that that's awesome yeah, yeah yeah um but um the tragedy is that uh bill mantlo was hit by a car by a hit and run yeah. accident while i think rollerblading or roller skating and uh, or maybe just jogging i can't remember now in um in new york city in the 90s and uh suffered uh brain damage um and uh has you know needed uh, a lot of help ever since and so you know from time to time i've you know helped 
spread the word about that. I mean, so, uh, a lot of amazing people have done a lot, and Bill's uh, brother Mike Mantlow is his primary caregiver. And um, uh, but you know, I'm always up for you know helping folks find out more about Bill Mantlow and you know kick a few dollars his way um, if they if they are able to. Yeah. Um, but I brought him up in this context because uh, I mean, Mike was I think when Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out. Um, Bill was sort of being talked about because uh, he was the co-creator of Rocket Raccoon, who, of course, is a huge part of that movie. Absolutely. And Mike Mantlo went public and said that Marvel had uh, had really come through, and um, you know, and he was not specific, uh, sure. but the strong implication is that Marvel came through good. in a really good, good. way, with, uh, you know, with with uh, with uh, with some dollars, sure. um, and also they they know that Marvel also kind of did a special. Um, screening of the movie for Bill, you know, like went to Bill and did a and showed oh, that's the movie and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, you know, I think uh, there's a, a, an awareness at the companies of the importance of these legacy okay, uh, creators. Well, so, and again, I mean, the Planet Hulk was uh, and World War Hulk were huge stories of the aughts. As we look back now in the 2000, 2010 period, I know it's ridiculous. It's over ten years now. Well, and you know it's funny. I was I heard uh, Heidi McDonald saying that that's that's where uh, the nostalgia is right now is for the aughts. You know, and all, even the nineties are starting to get oversaturated. So now, oh you my know, god, I know, man, Jesus Christ! It's like <laughs> really, uh, we called that yesterday. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really weird. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm I I've now written comics long enough that adults will come to me at cons and tell me that one of my comics was there for their introduction that's to comics. And I'm like, like that's just bizarre. I can't even wrap my head around that. That's excellent. Um, I mean, it's it's amazing, and uh, and I love it. And I, well, I, I'm, again, you know, I love I love meeting those folks. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a little surreal. Well, and and part of part of the fun of um. Your story in in Planet Hulk was you know these alien gladiator kind of moments and everything and like I said it's it's reflected in Ragnarok and I'm glad that you are getting a chance to you know do this novel now that is it out now or does it come out in November when does it come it out? Co- it comes out uh, I think it hits comic shops on October fourth okay cool um, and then it hits Amazon or it hits the mainstream stores I think a couple of weeks after that I think okay. there's usually a two week lag there um, so leading but, into the, uh, leading into the movie obviously which comes yeah. in November mid November. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so so I got a call from uh, Stuart Moore, at, um, or an email from Stuart, over, uh, and uh, Stuart has been editing these uh, these prose novels that Marvel's been putting out, and for a few um, years now. Yeah, exactly. And he said, "Hey, we're thinking about doing a Planet Hulk prose novel, and would you be interested in writing it?" And I was like, oh, "Absolutely." Uh, uh, and I so I was you know very grateful they came to me, and uh, and it's my first novel, so uh, wow. it's. I had a huge amount of fun writing it. Um, was it truly? Because honestly, I, I was wondering if it was fun or was it too like kind of a chore? Because you've done the story, or, or well, you no, know, but yeah, yeah go you on, know, tell me how it's different. It was, no, it was a blast. Well, I think it was a blast for a couple of reasons. One, because I, you know, I mean, I first started writing in prose when I was a kid. You know, I mean, like prose was the first thing that I ever wrote, and so I've always, you know, kind of wanted to write more. You know, I've wanted to write prose professionally for quite some time, sure. but I've never sort of, you know, I mean, when you're working in comics, you have constant deadlines, and it's very hard to make time for other stuff. <laughs> um, you know, just frankly, it's just it's hard to make the time, yes. right? If you're not, if your if your paycheck doesn't depend on it, um, and so. Uh, 
it was a uh, it was I was really grateful for the opportunity to to get a gig where my you know where my where I would be getting a paycheck and therefore would have to write it. <laughs> um, sure. uh, but but no, so so it, it was. I mean, it's um, it's a real thrill to write prose. Uh, uh, in some ways, because you can uh, you can dig you know you can uh, you can delve a little deeper into certain places. Sure. Uh, and in a story as big as Planet Hulk, um, you know, where we did so much world building, it gave us the opportunity to you know to or g- it gave me the opportunity to, to to dig a little deeper here and there and to give a little more context and and a little more nuance to some moments um and also you know planet hulk is also a story with a lot of different um people you know it's all these different characters and they've all got different angles and and uh attitudes about what's going on and um and so it was it was fun to be able to dip into you know to uh, i mean the 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 point of view in the throughout the story changes a little bit you know in Mm -hmm. the novel yes um we're all, we're always returning to the Hulk, but um, but we we go into the heads of different characters at different times, and um, and that was just you know a huge amount of fun. I mean, like that world, I think benefits from you know being looked at from different angles, and <clears throat> and then it was also fun because um, I could uh, oh you know we revisited uh, I you know I, I actually the, the the story departs from the original. In a few significant ways, um, and uh, and that was a lot of fun to kind of explore slightly different uh, uh, angles at certain points. So uh, I'm not going to spoil where those are, no, exactly no. how it differs. But um, but I you know I'm I've, I'm I'm biased of course, but I think it's pretty great. So no I man, it is, and you know uh, like, as you say, you get to expand and, and get into different points of views, and you start the preface starts with the the betrayal. Of the uh, yeah. of the Marvel heroes, and well, and even more specifically, just this great conversation between Bruce and Reed, and, yeah. and it is such a man. You know, you just Mister Fantastic, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, I, I also got a chance to do a little bit more with Mister Fantastic later on down the line, where you see how much responsibility he has. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how many things he's juggling all the time. You know, he's the smartest man on the planet. And he's got a there's so many crises, and and you sort of and I you know I'm trying to give a little more context to why he felt like they needed to get Bruce off the map. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a uh, but. Um, but yeah, so you know, like having that space to do all of that was just a huge amount of fun. That's cool. I love the maps as well. Now, were the maps in the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the maps were in the Gladiator guidebook that we did. There was a <laughs> there was a little one shot that we did. Yeah, I think it was about halfway through the story, you know, and um, uh, you know, and 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 it had all of these uh, you know stats at the different players and all this kind of or the different characters and um, and it included ma- those maps. So. So yeah, I I, um, uh, I didn't know that they were going to incorporate the art and the maps into the book, so that was a pleasant surprise when I saw that. Very cool. And you know, hey, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Did they re-release the Omnibus of Planet Hulk as well? In fact, I think I just well, did a commercial for it on a recent uh, Word Balloon podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, they had never done a a, a true Omnibus. Um, oh. You know, like they they done a collect. There was a hardcover collection of just the Planet Hulk part of the story yes. but i but i think this um I, I i could be wrong but i think this omnibus includes world war does it include world war hulk as well i'm not sure uh i think it does i believe I think it does yes i think in the I new collection it does 
I think it's the whole shebang. It's and, and it also includes Daniel Way's Prelude to Planet Hulk story that came before. And, so and it's a what uh, if and also a what if Planet Hulk. Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so it's got all that all that crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't yet got my hands on it myself. I'm I'm eager to see what that whole thing looks like. Very cool. Well, and honestly, I think the novel flows great. I uh, again, yeah, you're really given an opportunity to tell the story from a, di- a bunch of different points of view. And of course, I mean, there are just the limitations of what was a 22 page comic book. You know, each chapter and everything. And I mean, this is how many pages? A few hundred pages, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, like the the I it you know it's a funny thing because I think it's perfect as a I mean I well I I shouldn't say perfect but I, I you know I love it as a graphic novel of you course. know what I mean or as as comics I mean that's that's where it began, um, but for whatever reason when I heard the idea of doing a novel that that immediately appealed to me I and I, I and I love it as a novel you know what sure. I mean like as a prose novel I, I like I don't I don't think every story needs to be done in every different format but I think um, you know for certain stories uh, there's a there's a lot of um, you know, you get some extra, some extra oomph yeah, out of absolutely. playing with it. Well, and also, Greg, your era when you were telling this event, events weren't. I mean, maybe maybe it was near the beginning of when we were getting hammered with events more and more. But I think it was still yearly, and also it was there were tie-ins, but not as many as there are today. And yeah, I, I, the event was still something special. And also uh, to do an event where it's the Hulk and everything—that's that's a gamble. And and the great thing is. It's it, you know it's going to be a knockout from an artistic standpoint because you get to tell big splashy moments of the Hulk fighting people and you get great artists and forgive me I'm forgetting who the artist was originally. Yeah, we had Carlo Pagulan and Aaron Lepresti were the two main yeah, artists. They don't and, you know, yeah. <laughs> and also by the way, uh, lots of moments are in the novel as well. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the novel, yeah, just about everything that happens in the in the uh, graphic novel is in the novel in one way or another. Um, and then there's more, you know, like the the novel actually. Uh, but I mean, art art wise. Oh, art wise, yeah, yeah. I mean, not well, yeah. They I, they have moments, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, got, and that's what I was going to say is like, all right, and, but but no, I mean, this this is a very rich story. It it truly, and I'm saying this, uh, you know, lines up with like Harlan Ellison who. Younger readers may not remember, but Harlan Ellison had that wonderful story about Jarella, who yep. was, you know, from the microscopic world, essentially yep, yep. a different sort of alien world for the Hulk to come to and be a gladiator and, and have that kind of gladiatorial life and also a full life as the Hulk. And that's mm-hmm. what's exciting about Planet Hulk, too, is, you know, it's, you know, not just Hulk smash. He's, he's you know, he's got his wits about him as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what yeah. makes it such a great a book. And again, the betrayal from the Marvel Universe, b- being completely left to his own devices in this world. And of course, you know, he's he's got his brute strength and anger to carry him through. But he's also got to got to be smart and and create alliances. And, and there's it's a very Spartacus kind of story. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a classic kind of gladiator yeah. story, and 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 um and and it's also a romance. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's uh, I think all those things together um helped you know helped helped make it what it was. I mean, what I you know, looking back on it also in writing the novel, one of the things that I you know felt so grateful about too was just the chance that we were given free reign to um really develop all of the supporting characters. Um, and uh, you know the the. The story works because because everybody, you know, because because it's a fleshed out world, and because all of those 
the, all those characters matter. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, I really love all those different characters, and they all have their own arc and their own, uh, their own. You know, like they're they're all the heroes of their own story. And um, you know, I, I I think sometimes we can get uh, worried about cluttering a story. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's a valid worry that a story gets too cluttered, it gets too complicated. But at the same time, you got to give stories room to breathe, and you got to give the supporting cast room mm-hmm. to to really come to life and to matter. Yes. Um, because otherwise, otherwise we don't care. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're just set dressing. And uh, you know, and I, so I'm eternally grateful to you know my editors and and everybody who helped with that book, and you know, and and that we for the fact that we had the the space and the the time to make those characters um, who they were. Very cool. And yeah, and it was great to follow their story. Than to World War Hulk because they come with the Hulk, yeah, and yeah, are yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of making their <laughs> pardon me presence known on uh, you know on Earth as well. And I would imagine then that you know next year we will likely see World War Hulk. Uh, oh, you mean a novel yeah. of the World War yeah. Hulk? I, I, we have not yet talked about that uh, actually. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, know. That's so funny because I remember you know I, I, however many years ago it was when they did the animated Planet Hulk movie. And um, a good friend of mine is like, well, they're going to do World War Hulk, aren't they? And he's not a regular comic reader. And I'm like, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> and I don't think they ever did, did they? No, 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 they didn't. Oh, they man. Didn't. And it's, it's so. yeah, that's like, oh, Jesus. Because that is, you know, where finally it's like, hey, guess who's back? And he's really pissed. You know? <laughs> and it's fantastic. That's the thing. It's like it really is that whole, like, he's got every right to be mad. And here's his chance to really just let it all out. And oh my god! And I know I've told you this before. And and truly, Planet Hulk is wonderful. And I and it's a great story. But World War Hulk when he's on the moon, and Black Bolt just says stop or no or whatever he says. Maybe it was just no. Yeah. And he and and the Hulk cuts through that sound barrier and just tears Black Bolt to shreds. <laughs> and it's just like you know you can't help but have that vicarious like yeah. <laughs> now that was yeah, that was fun. I mean that that scene I think is actually what sold John Romita Jr. on the whole project. You know what I, I mean? Like you he telling was, me that that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he saw that. He was like, okay, okay, this is kind of badass. I'll do this. <laughs> so I, I was very happy about that. That's but, outstanding, yeah. man. No, this is great. I uh, and it, it comes out. The novel comes out again. Um, you said October fifth, right? Yeah, October 4th, I October think. October yeah. 4th. Okay, very cool, man. Right, right in time for uh, New York Comic Con, so that's lovely. Yeah. In your backyard. So, exactly. And you yeah, just I'll said you're going to be in Baltimore and New York, correct? Yep, 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 Excellent. Yep. Well, I'll see you in New York. Excellent. Good. Very good. Looking oh, I'm always happy to see you guys. Absolutely, man. I, I have to. If I can, I always try to make it to New York. Um, Excellent. But, uh, all right, so let's, uh, if we could, uh, before we wrap up, I want to know what's uh-huh. what's going on in uh, Amadeus Cho's world, and also Bruce Banner's right. world, because... Now that we're in post-Secret Empire, give me the status quo of uh, the totally awesome Hulk and the uh, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, well, so the last issue of Totally Awesome Hulk is issue number 23, and that comes out uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, Actually, I don't know whether or not this will be this coming Wednesday or last Wednesday. I I will uh, do my best to get it out uh, by uh, the 20th, but go on. Oh, okay, cool. So – uh, so the and then the book becomes uh, the story continues, but the book changes uh, its um, its title. It becomes the Incredible Hulk again, and uh, and it resumes its old numbering. So the next issue after uh, Totally Awesome Hulk twenty three will be Incredible Hulk number seven oh nine. 
And uh, at that point, um, Amadeus is going to Planet Sakaar. So it's called ah. Return, to, Return to Planet Hulk, uh, where you know through through various uh, 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 problems, hijinks, okay. um, Amadeus yeah, ends yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Amadeus has to go to uh, Planet Sakaar, the, the the planet of Planet Hulk, and um, uh, and he's going to end up. Uh, uh, Having, he becomes the champion of a group of, uh, of folks who are fighting for their lives. Um, so he has his own kind of Planet Hulk-like experience. Crazy. Um, but he's a very different person than the Hulk was, and he has he than the Banner Hulk was, sure. and he's struggling struggling with different kinds of uh, uh, of uh, challenges. And so you know, we'll see whether or not he uh, will be able to rise to the occasion here, or and if he rises to the occasion, what the consequences will be. So what's what's happening with Bruce in the meantime? Because Bruce Bruce um, has been revived, yeah. correct? Was it? And then let me and you you correct me, but initially during Civil War II, did the hand revive Bruce? Well, I'm not at liberty to discuss any of that, unfortunately. So I, I, can't, I cannot. I cannot speak about Bruce. Uh, I, I, uh, you'll have to read the books, my friends. Okay, interesting. Well, and I mean, I, I know that you know I, your generation's issue obviously came out. Yeah, and uh, and I, I'm sure you're going to be do- doing something legacy. Now, will you be doing something legacy wise in? Incredible Hulk, or will it be happening in well, a separate well, What's I, going on? I, the the Return to Planet Hulk story is the Hulk legacy story. Um, okay. You know, like okay. when, the, when the Marvel legacy stuff kicks in. So that's that'll be the Hulk legacy story. Um, and uh, meanwhile, I'm also writing uh, Weapon X, and the Weapon X legacy story will uh, involve a platoon of nuke soldiers. Uh, Nuke, uh, as far the, as the uh, super soldier Captain America, yes, uh, exactly. the, guy with, the guy with the flag on yes, his face. Indeed. <laughs> it pops the red pills. I love to, it. Yeah, give me a red. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Give me a red. Yeah. So, uh, Weapon X will take on a a, 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 a platoon of nuke soldiers wow. in um, in uh, on on the uh, on in the South American country, the war torn South American country of Santa Marco. And who's your team right now on Weapon X? It is Logan, Sabretooth, uh, Warpath, Lady Deathstrike, and Domino. Crazy. And it's Old Man Logan, obviously, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So it's basically, you know, the the kind of the ongoing struggle of the book is Logan trying to keep this group of killers and loners and crazy people together. Um, you know, like uh, he's, you know, he's got a couple of straight up villains on the team. You know, and uh, it's kind of like if he doesn't find stuff for them to do, <laughs> who knows what they're going to do? You know what I mean? So, into, I exactly. And also at any moment, you know, like you know how 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 long are they going to you know like. Like these guys can end up fighting with each other, or you know, so it's it, it's a volatile team, um, and he's managed to find uh, find mutual enemies that they can they can uh, they can they can snicked, uh, you know, uh, so far. But uh, but particularly when you're taking on a bunch of nukes and you have a bunch of these crazy pills flying around, uh, anything's possible. Okay, but you but literally like even talking about stuff that Marvel has already published, like Civil War II and Secret Empire, you can't go back and. Give me I'm, I'm, Bruce's timeline not, up to that point. No, I'm not. You gonna, are I'm hilarious. Gonna, I'm not going to open up those. Uh, I'm not going to open that up. I'm going to let folks find that themselves. You're me. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's all good, man. Well, and then truly, um, comic book deaths are not forever, and we all knew that. But I really did love uh, everything you did leading up to uh, Bruce's death, and of course, the fallout from Bruce's death. Oh yeah, those were you know because I you know I I love Banner you know what yeah, I mean I've man. always loved that that's you know like <laughs> when I think about my favorite characters to write it's you know it's it's Clark Kent Bruce Banner Amadeus 
uh, you know, I mean, like those, those, those three are kind of my. Those are, those are really my favorite. Uh, and well, and now Stanford and Met Cadet U. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, there's just a way in which I've always kind of just got that character, and he's just a huge amount of fun for me to write. And so, you know, I was very grateful to have the chance to do those send off issues for him. Um, and uh, and and yeah, no, he's a. Uh, those those issues meant a lot to me, so I'm I'm glad they worked for you. That's cool, man. Well, again, without uh, going into detail, I'll you know we w- there's a foregone conclusion that that a lot of the original versions of the characters are coming back in some sort of way, uh, and I felt that you've always written Amadeus and Bruce as a, as a great team, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see whatever character dynamic they're exploring together. Uh, coming up because yeah I, I think uh, again I think Amadeus has been a wonderful welcomed addition to the Marvel Universe I think I also think that he was introduced and used properly for so many years before he graduated into you know taking over the book as he did oh yeah well I mean and that's why it worked you know yeah. what I mean like I you know when they when they when I got the call and they said we're thinking about making Amadeus the Hulk would you want to write him I was like oh yeah I would I would you know like that totally makes sense you know like yeah. uh for for 10 years you know Amadeus has been kicking around as the Hulk's number one fan you know as Bruce Banner's number right. one fan and so if and and he's a he's a super genius like Bruce you know he's got that you know that kind of um you know they've they've got that parallel but it would it was also just compelling to me because it would be a different a different take because Amadeus and Bruce for all their similarities are very different in, in the know? same and, way that another Bruce and and his sidekick are very different and it's yeah, been yeah, fun yeah. to watch Dick Grayson graduate to Nightwing, and I think Amadeus Cho has a lot in common with Nightwing. I think that's yeah, no, that's a that's a good analogy. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, man. No, I and and truly, that's great. And you know, I'm not I'm not gonna you know, and truly, I I was when I, when I was asking if you got a check for for Ragnarok, I I truly just <laughs> want to make sure that yeah, like the, that the companies are doing right by their creators. I I, I you know something I really felt like. The frustration that some of the readership had with Marvel in the last year or so is because individually, everyone's like just by circumstance taking the main, putting putting the original hero on the back burner in some sort of way, and it was all happening at the same time. And I think that's where you know it's like, do you want to do that to that degree? Where I mean, DC had the same problem in the nineties. And it was like, well, you know, Green Lantern isn't Green Lantern anymore, and Green Arrow isn't Green Arrow anymore, and, you know, Flash isn't Flash. Back when people gave a shit. Now it's hilarious watching people. They bring Barry back, and everyone's like, fuck you, we want Wally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I mean, so I, I, I have no idea what's coming with Legacy, and obviously that's fine. I would rather get the story when it, when it comes out. But I, I'm glad that, you know, that I'm, I, there's room for both versions is, I guess, my point. And and oh, again, yeah. I no, think yeah. you, you handled it in in a, in a really positive way that that everyone grew to love Amadeus Cho. Not what not only what you were doing with him, but like Slot using him in Mighty Avengers and stuff. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like we, I, I think we got a really nice broad view of the character, and and so that yeah, it was time for him to kind of graduate and stuff. And yeah, like I said, it was a, it was a shock when when Bruce died, but it's like all right, you know. That's fine. He'll he'll be back. It's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's comics. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, and again, I understand you can't talk, so you know I don't expect you to answer anything. I thought, what I just said, but it's all right. So, um, I've already said too much. Well, <laughs> I said nothing. You said nothing, <laughs> please. Exactly. All right, very cool. So, 
like you said, um, last issue of Totally Awesome Hulk comes out on the 20th, and then next month, October, mid-October or whatever, that's when we'll, that's when we'll see. Is it, did you say 573? What what issue is it? Uh, issue 709. 709. Return to yeah, play. I wasn't even close. Yes. Not even close, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's drawn by Greg Land, and it's uh, it's glorious and Beautiful. big and fun. Very and cool. Frank Frank Armada's doing the colors, and uh, they're gorgeous. And okay. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. It's going to be fun. What's Jen doing these days? What's She Hulk doing these days? Um, she, well, the the uh, she's been struggling, right? Because she had you know major trauma yeah. and has been uh, and coming to grips with all of that. So I can't I can't say where that book's going or what what all's going on there, but. Um, but it's been uh, it's it's been a new take on, you know, She Hulk, which I think has been great. Forgive me, I, um, I don't remember who's writing She Hulk right now. Uh, uh, Jillian Tamaki, right? Okay, um, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Doing a uh, no. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Mariko Mariko Tamaki. Uh, Jillian is her cousin, I think, who's oh, okay. uh, who she's collaborating with. But no, Mariko is the one who's who's actually writing the book. That's uh, that's my bad. There, apologies. Well, my apologies for not knowing either. But uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, well, I'll yeah. be interested to see what happens there. But in the meantime, we can uh, look forward to uh, a retelling from many different perspectives of uh, Planet Hulk. Uh, yeah. Up uh, in early October and. Uh, that's awesome. And again, the deck, uh, 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 Mech Cadet U is excellent from Boom. Two issues in. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, I'm, you know, if, if your store doesn't have it, have them order issues one and two because it's just fantastic. And uh, great to see you guys back together again, you and Talk. And uh, now keep up the great work, Greg Pak. Like I said, man, I'm, Thank I'm, you, I'm sir. psyched with what you've been doing and uh, am, am waiting in anticipation in terms of what uh, Marvel Legacy has in store for the Hulks. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in New York. Greg Pak, I'm not kidding. Mech Cadet U blew me away. And like I said, not in my usual cup of tea, but I'm telling you, uh, Tak and uh, Pak have uh, produced a hell of a book. It's worthy of your attention from Boom. And of course, all the amazing Planet Hulk stuff. Truly one of the epic Hulk stories of all time. And uh, it's always great to revisit it. And now you can also really enjoy it in its original novel form from Greg Pak. So really neat stuff. And I'm, I'm really happy for uh, what he's been doing. And as always, excited about all the Marvel Legacy stuff coming up with Greg Pak as well. So hope you enjoyed today's episode of Word Balloon, brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Truly, League, thank you for your support. I am saluting you now. A couple new members came on this week and uh, can't do it without you. Thank you very much for your help. League of Word Balloon listeners through Patreon. If you want to help, patreon.com slash wordballoon or go to the front page of wordballoon.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. There's some really neat stuff that are that is available now from InStock Trades. How about uh, this trade paperback, Mr. Miracle by Jack Kirby? It's the Kirby Centennial, and what a way to celebrate with 448 pages of Mr. Miracle. Uh, issues 1 through 18, this is uh, Jack doing his writing, Mike Royer and Vinny Coletta doing the inking. Do some uh, comparisons and contrasts. We were talking about the inking of Royer and Coletta on Kirby with uh, Scott Dunbeer a couple weeks ago. And uh, I think this is a great uh, selection. You know, I, I, man, Mr. Miracle, it was so exciting. The designs, the idea of an escape artist superhero, everything about Scott Free was just fascinating. Big Barda, all, all, the, all the greatness of... Uh, the New Gods. Really, I, I think this was the greatest of the New Gods books. I mean, people are Forever People fans, 
and uh, some of the other uh, you know splinters of the new gods, all the Jimmy Olsen stuff that was happening. But for me, it was always Mr. Miracle. And of course, really excited about uh, Tom King and, and Mitch Garrett's uh, new collection that's going on right now. But uh, also reach for the original. 42% off. It's just $17.39. How about reaching back for a great book from Rick Remender and uh, Eric Canetti and Matt Broom. And that was The Wonderful End League. This is one of those uh, great, uh, you know, dystopian uh, things of, as uh, Rick says in his description, it was uh, a mixture of uh, Lord of the Rings and Watchmen. But uh, this is a great story about superheroes at, with their... Uh, at their wit's end, at the end of uh, civilization, trying one last time to save the world. Uh, a great book, an epic story. It's uh, how many pages? It doesn't say how many pages it is, but it's the full series. 42% off, $23.19, an early Remender classic. We had him on earlier this week, Declan Shelby and uh, Philip Barrett, and their wonderful Irish crime story, Savage Town. This is excellent, 144 pages of just great street-level crime. I, I really, it blew me away. And as I said in my conversation with Deck, uh, if you like, you know, movies like The General or uh, Veronica Guerin or, you know, The Boxer, great 90s Irish crime films, this is up your alley. Jordi Belair, of course, uh, providing some wonderful colors and Clayton Cowles doing great a great job on the lettering. But uh, this is terrific, man. Hard crime in Limerick City with Dex Shelby and Philip Barrett's Savage Town. It's uh, 42% off, $9.85, and InStockTrades.com. Check it out for yourself. Don't forget, if your orders are $50 or more, you'll receive free shipping from InStockTrades.com. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget, I've got another episode also uh, coming out today, and that's Chip Zdarsky. So if you didn't see it in your uh, cachet of podcasts, Download it. It's a great story. And, of course, earlier this week, we had Dex Shelby and Shelly Bond talking to us. An embarrassment of riches on the Word Balloon podcast in September. And I'm so happy to share it with you. And we're not done. There's still, uh, you know, nine days left of September. There's still more conversation to come. So uh, be looking next week for some more great podcasts in the Word Balloon style. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2017.